Welcome to Daddy Oxcord. This is your host, Deja Guillermo, and we're back with episode six. Today's episode, unlike prior episodes, is not going to be as organized as they usually are. I tend to have a rough outline that I work with to make sure it's as concise and connected as possible. Whereas today, I know what I want to talk about. I'm very excited to talk about these things, but I just don't know exactly where it's going to take us. And I think that's very fun. I think there's something about this, not necessarily perfectionism, but this need to have it all figured out beforehand that I love, that's also simultaneously holding me back. You might hear some jingling in the background. I'm fostering a cat. His name is Ace, love of my life. And if you hear a leaf blower or sirens, I am in New York. So anyway, let's get into it. As I'm recording this, it is December 30th, the day before New Year's Eve. And I was thinking a lot, not about New Year's resolutions, but New Year's intentions. I don't really strive to do the whole, I'm going to do this, this, and this every New Year's Eve. And I'm a big journaler. I don't do it super frequently, but when I do, I really take my time and think about all the stuff that I want to put out into the world and all the stuff that I've been receiving. And this creator I follow named Alok, full name, their name is Alok Vaid Manon. And they are an activist, they are a writer, like I said, a creator, and they have been posting several of their prior New Year's resolutions, basically leading up to their New Year's resolutions for 2024. And these aren't things like eating healthy or going to the gym or seeing friends more often. They're very specific, very beautiful, and very human. What do I mean by human? They're not about achieving this level of success. They're very much about how to live life and how to feel grounded in yourself and your humanity. At least that's how I interpret it. And they posted one from 2018. And there are 11 points that I read and I was like, this fully encapsulates the type of human I'm trying to be, as well as something that I think we can all actively strive for. So I'm gonna walk through these points and I'm excited. The first one is rediscover symphony in the silence. Solitude is not loneliness. I think, and this is something I'm going to do a separate podcast episode about, people's perceptions to being alone, especially in this day and age where we're always constantly connected and tapped in, makes it that we view solitude as possibly embarrassing or something to avoid. Whereas I've come to understand solitude as an important mechanism to understand yourself that only helps enrich your relationships with other people especially when you give yourself that time to just do things you want to do introspect and just reflect on yourself also when it comes to rediscovering symphony in the silence i also took that to mean not just silence within yourself but also with other people in my life i noticed i am the most comfortable with silence when i'm with people i know the best and who know me best Whereas I feel like there's something so, like I mentioned earlier, embarrassing about silence between people. Perhaps they don't know each other so well. And I've been practicing more lately letting energy flow between people without fearing silence. There's so much beauty in just being still and being present with one another. Y'all know how I feel about presence. But overall, I think symphony is all the things we fail to notice when we are constantly trying to fill spaces with noise. The second one goes, insist on reciprocity. Leave when unrequited, even when it hurts. I read all of these, by the way, and I did a little journal entry, so I might refer to some excerpts here and there. But with this one especially, I think the insistence on reciprocity speaks to 
how important it is to give and receive love. I think a lot of people operate off of a selflessness that actually drains their energy. And that's not necessarily love. That's not self-love. I wrote down, life is about giving and receiving. Reciprocity in every domain. Reciprocity comes from a place of love and care. And when we make that decision over and over again, actively, it becomes second nature. Even when it hurts to leave when you're not receiving back, whether it's you're putting a lot of energy into a project and you're not getting anything back, or when you're giving so much to a person and they're not giving back, it's important to have that self-awareness of where, like I said, your energy is going and whether or not the people that you include in your life, the projects you want to work on are fulfilling you back. When we leave when it's unrequited, we establish a secure attachment Because the people and projects and things that we include in our lives that we know will give back to us will always be there. We know we'll always get our back scratched. So we can do things more freely without having to worry about that or without having to even think about it. This third point is connected and they're all written so beautifully. It goes, your heart is infinite, but your body is not. This is not a limitation. It is a gift. I've struggled in the past year with choosing myself or choosing my sleep or choosing anything that I need for myself over doing the things that I know make me happy as well. I have been so much better this year about saying no to things, like hanging out with my friends at super late hours on a weeknight or something like that, because I honor balance and I'm honoring the fact that while my heart is infinite, my body is not, and if I'm not preserving myself, I'm not able to fully bring myself to the table and enjoy myself the way that I can. And I also can't say yes whenever the opportunity arises because then... I'm not only thinking about other things, but I'm not setting myself up to enjoy the balance of things. For instance, I cannot, or I have, but I don't do very well working with my friends in the room because all I want to do is chop it up with them. And all they want to do is chop it up with me. So we're not actually locked in. We're in this halfway point of we're kind of getting work done, we're kind of chopping it up, but we're not actually doing either of them successfully. So when I'm able to be like I... I need my sleep, or all right, I need to really work on my project. When I am able to come back together with my bros, it feels so much more rewarding, and I feel like I am able to love and make my heart infinite. And this is something I'm going into the new year, especially because I have so much going on when I go back to school, that I want to be so intentional with my time, and I want to be so intentional with honoring myself and my friends. Not just saying yes whenever the opportunity arises, Saying yes when I know I have the energy and the capacity for it. I love the phrasing, this is not a limitation, this is a gift. Because it is beautiful to recognize yourself and recognize when you are spreading yourself too thin. And it is beautiful to say, I have so much love for others and projects and things, but I also have so much love for myself to keep myself going and to keep my energy up. This fourth one says, in a world hell-bent on destruction, do not just critique, create. I wrote down in my journal, life is about genesis and creative creation. There's no need to get it perfect or cease creation altogether for fear of critique. Just do and see how that makes you feel. Do with relationships, with fun activities, with passion projects. The only thing that should mediate how much you do is self-care and knowing when you're spread too thin, like I mentioned before. It takes no balls, no courage, no bravery to critique something. I think it takes all the bravery, all the courage, all the balls to create something, even if it's just for yourself. 
I feel like when I do things just for myself, it turns out to be so much more meaningful and profound. Whereas when I know that there's somebody else that's going to be receiving this information, I'm like, damn, I'm all in my head. Nothing makes sense. I can't be clear with my thoughts. And with this one, I'm really putting pressure on myself and those around me to just create and not fear critique. Because any type of creation is a form of living and a sign of life. And just creating things nonstop helps you fine-tune yourself to what you like, what you honor, what you respect, and your values. It all comes out with creation. There is a time and space for constructive feedback. There is a time and space to talk about how to improve. But that should never hinder the genesis of expression to begin with. The fifth one on this list says embrace, respect, celebrate, desire, defend femininity. This one is especially important to me, not just because I ride hard for women, but also because I think we all possess femininity femininity within ourselves, no matter how you identify. Because let's not forget that femininity is socially constructed. These are attributes that are attributed to women, but are things that we are all capable of embracing and embodying. Emotional sensitivity, vulnerability, a gentleness with ourselves and with others. These are all things we can bring to the table. And there is nothing to be ashamed of or to hide from when it comes to these things. I do not just reflect femininity, I also reflect masculinity and who I am as a person and how I express myself. And these are beautiful things that they exist and can coexist in everybody. But I also think it's important to honor and not be afraid of femininity. I remember, you know, being younger and I think I talked about this in my last or second to last episode about like fearing the color pink. Oh, I can't be like all the other girls. No, bro. Why is that something to be ashamed of? That is what we are taught to be ashamed of in order to make it in the world. If we can continue to work with these two things in communication and these two things being masculinity and femininity, we can honor these things. Also, femininity speaks to a nurturing aspect that we all carry within ourselves. Men can express feminine attributes and not have to be ashamed of them or be laughed at. We can also express ourselves in more ways than one because like I said, these are all social constructs. And to be perfectly clear, I am not talking about those YouTube or TikTok videos on some how to be divinely feminine, how to reject masculinity in all ways, shapes, and forms. No, bro, because like I said, we exist on the spectrum. And it's not just a binary spectrum either. But what I'm talking about is honoring what is already in existence when it comes to feminine. Femininity. Diantre, I cannot say that word. The sixth one says, resist superficial inclusion, dream beyond binaries, assert your multitudes. Need I say more? It kind of ties in, or it very much ties into the last one, but asserting your multitudes and your multifaceted nature. Everyone has such a big tendency to fall into a specific aesthetic, to be blank core, to only express themselves in one way, shape, or form. And that is so limiting, not only to yourself, but to others. When you let yourself express yourself in many different ways, you let yourself give other people permission to do the same. And I sound like I'm, you know, preaching as somebody. I am preaching to y'all and myself because I think it's so easy in this culture and day and age to label and categorize ourselves in ways that are limiting, not ways that are empowering. So resist that superficial inclusion, dream beyond what we know, and assert your multifaceted nature. Number seven, need everyone harder. There are no strangers, just potential friends. Let's go back to the journal. 
I wrote, I love noticing people and needing them more. How do I make others feel? How do they make me feel? And how often is this shared between us? When do we hold ourselves back from experiencing love? I had such a wonderful time this past fall quarter when I said yes to letting myself express how I feel about other people and letting them do the same to me. When I am able to express love and it comes from a place of genuine care for other people and appreciation for other people, all I was receiving was the same love back. We are so fearful of giving ourselves away and making sure how we feel about others is mysterious, especially if we're just getting to know them, especially if they're in one or more ways strangers to us. But when we are able to need everyone harder, you notice that everyone can be someone who adds something to your life and you can be someone who adds something to their life. Also, isn't that just like the point of life? Creating networks and experiencing as much joy as you can get from those people. People are so embarrassed of getting to know other people without having some idea of who they are, without stalking them on Instagram, without having, you know, the whole thing figured out. But going out and just getting to know people whenever and however you can is immensely valuable and immensely human. Interrogate yourself if that is something that terrifies you. And remember moments where you have felt so grateful to be in the presence of someone else and how you can make that happen multiple times for yourself. And this is also, like I said, a reminder for me because I was able to experience that this year especially. And it's been life-changing. Okay, number eight. Recognize your worth and your pain beyond their ability to be aestheticized. This is beautiful because I think a lot of people always want to do something with their pain. They need to make it something. They need to only understand their pain in the context of a medium. And while I think you can create art and find solace and and healing in aestheticizing your pain, I guess, there is something that needs to be said about how important your worth is and your pain without having to get validation on it, without having to be told, yes, you are right. And that's something I'm also going to be working towards in 2024. Numero nueve. Apocalypse is not inevitable. Fight for the people that you are and the people that you love. Need I say more? I will. Also, I think internalize the idea of the end of the world and there's nothing we can do and I'm just stuck here. Internalizing that does nothing for me and it does nothing for the people that I'm around. It's okay to feel grief and it is okay to feel hopeless because I think that is normal and again, that is human. But if you accept the fact that, well, there's nothing I can do, you become complacent in history, you become complacent to yourself and your ability to grow and love other people and receive love, fight for that. Fight for that and know when you need to take a break, know when you need to recharge, but fight for it as much as you can. That is what I'm trying to do for myself. I cannot be giving up on nothing on no one because I think it's the end of the world. So what, bro? I'm going out fighting. I am going out fighting, and that's all there is to say. Next, number 10. Their ugly is your beauty, their messy is your magnificent, their broken is your becoming. I read this to mean be forever interrogative, I think I'm making up words today. Be forever in question, in inquiry. (laughs) What makes you think the way you think? What makes you feel in the way that you feel? And who is influencing your perception of yourself and your experience? I especially love their broken is your becoming because sometimes we feel a need, and I, speaking for myself, to 
push past any type of brokenness or even growth that I feel, growing pains, because I cannot appear broken, I cannot appear weak, I cannot appear vulnerable, and that doesn't do anything for me. That especially keeps me stalled. And last but not least, number 11, grieve it all. Everything deserves a funeral. That's true. (laughs) That is certainly true. Nothing is stagnant. Nothing will remain how it is. This too shall pass in every domain. The good will not always stay good. The bad will not always stay bad. There is a regression to the mean that happens. Back to the average. And even that average changes. So with all of this change and rebirth and growth, we are allowed to grieve the past. We are allowed to have a funeral for what has changed. And funeral does not necessarily always have to be sad. It can be in celebration of what has changed. An activity I did and have been doing for the last two years is I go through my camera roll from January to December of this year, of course, and I pick a couple moments from every month and expand on why they have a place in my camera roll. They could be happy, they could be sad, they could be silly. It's just about remembering where you were in a given point in this past year. And I remember I saw a photo of myself from the first three months of the year And I swore it was me like two years ago because that girl feels so distant to me now. If she just doesn't feel like who I was or who I am now, I should say, in 2023. And I grieved her in the sense of like, wow, I miss certain aspects of that time, but I'm also not her anymore. Wow, that's beautiful. And it's okay to miss that. And it's okay to be like, all right, let's sit in that for a second. You might be thinking, doesn't that kind of negate your whole thing about presence? And to that I say no, because as long as I'm not looking back and saying, damn, shoulda, coulda, woulda, and instead I'm just saying, oh, that is what was, and this is what is now, you are still remaining present. Boom. Those are the 11 things on that list that resonated with me so strongly. I hope when I read them, they evoked something different in you as well. There are so many different ways to interpret each of those points. But I definitely wanted to share what was going through my head reading them because they all work towards being more aware of life, our connections with other people, and the constructs that we've built on top of ourselves to organize ourselves. I hope you are all setting some New Year's intentions, no matter how big or small they are. And I hope you consider some of these because I think they're super powerful. And I hope y'all have a beautiful New Year's Eve. I'll talk to y'all in the new year. Bye.